The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, our chief reporter, Barry White, is in Doonbeg. Good morning, Barry. Hey, Pat. Good morning. Um, have you reached uh, the, the Doonbeg Hotel and Golf Resort? The um, I was going to say the second home of Donald Trump, probably the, the fifth or sixth home of Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm here. I'm just sitting in the car park outside the Trump Doonbeg Hotel and Golf Resort, um, where the former... Yes, President Donald Trump is due to arrive here this evening. Uh, the former president and his family have owned the 18-hole Lynx course and hotel here since 2014, where up to 300 people are employed. And it is a, a popular location for U.S. golf visitors and for weddings. I actually bumped into a few Americans when I arrived here who were here just for a, a golfing trip. Um, they were they weren't even too aware that Donald Trump was arriving here this evening, but they told me they're they're here on a trip uh, to the west of Ireland and Dunbeg is one of the golf courses that they're taking mm. in. Um, is Mr. there a Trump, lot of excitement been, evident, Barry? Um, I find it pretty much business as usual here, Pat. This morning there are a few American flags flying and stuff. Um, people are obviously talking about Mr. Trump arriving. He is due to arrive into Shannon Airport, I'm told, in the late afternoon on the, the Trump family aircraft known as Trump Force One. And he'll be travelling from Scotland where he spent the past two days visiting his golf resorts at Turnbury and Aberdeen. Now, like I said, Mr Trump employs 300 people here at the resort, which had its busiest year for visitors last year, where it benefited from the huge pent-up demand for international travel among US uh, golf enthusiasts. And projected visitor numbers are also looking very encouraging for this mm. summer. The resort brings in additional hospitality and visitor business to the nearby village. Um, it also brings in additional business to Kilkee and Kilrush, which are nearby, supporting jobs in pubs, restaurants, you know, local yeah. chauffeur drivers in West Clare, where tourism is the main uh, employer. So given its business links, Donald Trump is quite popular here in West Clare. So, yeah, there is a bit of excitement. Yeah. Now, uh, finally, Barry, uh, is there security evident? I mean, uh, you're sitting in the car park, so they let you in. Yeah, look, I was here in 2019 when Donald Trump came here as US president. Dunbeg was in complete lockdown then. You couldn't really move around the place. Today, the security operation is pretty low-key. Um, local Gardaí are on duty in the area, and the security sweep has already taken place in advance of the trip. But yeah, there's no major obvious security presence here at the minute. Um, I'm told US security staff from the embassy in Dublin uh, will be here in the local area later when Trump arrives. While all staff at the resorts, as well as any local people who are expected to meet the former president, have all uh, already been security checked in advance of his arrival this evening. Um, Mr. Trump will meet hotel management and hotel staff, while he's also uh, expected to meet a number of business mm. clients from the local area who, who benefit from the resort as well. But all in all, it's going to be a low-key visit. Pat. Okay. He'll, he'll oh. arrive here this evening, he'll stay tonight, and I'm told he'll play a game of golf tomorrow before he heads off back to the United States. Very good, Barry. That's Barry White, our chief news correspondent. Now, Larry Donnelly, law lecturer with the University of Galway, columnist with the journal.ie, is on the line. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, do we just take this at face value? It's a private visit. He wants to check out his assets. Uh, or was he irked a bit by Joe Biden's trip to Ireland? It's very hard and very tricky to get into the mind uh, of Donald Trump. But my, my suspicion is there's not much more here 
than meets the eye. That is, he wants to check in on his investment. He probably wants to play a little bit of golf. Um, one interesting thing, I mean, if you look at the Irish Times today, and I suppose it butts up against what, what Barry said. And, I, you know, I recognize, obviously, last year seems to have been a very good year uh, for Dune Beg. But uh, the Irish Times is reporting anyway that the, the resort itself has lost millions. Now, of course, that could be down to COVID, but one wonders if uh, Donald Trump and his son are there to kind of check on, check in on their investment and see what might have happened. Yeah, um, there was always a, a sort of a mystery about how, even with the uh, green fees that are charged, how it could make money. You know, I'm sure it's an expensive place to to maintain. Um you know, there are bedrooms and function rooms and all the rest of it. But uh, still, in a seasonal business, a big resort like that in uh, the the heart of Clare is probably, you know, marginal enough, I would have thought. Yeah, I would imagine it's tough because, look, I'm sure that the, the rates to stay there, the rates to play there are very, very high. I have no doubt in their catering. Uh, to a certain niche market, primarily the American golf market, who can pay these prices. But then again, they're not around all year long. Uh, and, you know, I was down in Dunbeg myself in 2019, and obviously people there are delighted with the jobs and everything else. Uh, but how uh, that course gets play all year round uh, on a regular basis, I'm just not so sure. I'm not so sure how many people in the locality uh, could afford the rates that they charge down there. Uh, and as well as that, Pat, uh, I think there is a reality that, you know, Donald Trump is overwhelmingly unpopular here. Uh, I think there's an awful lot of Irish people, including Irish golfers, who the name Trump would be put off by, and they would look to the very many uh, other really good golf courses in West Clare. Mm. Um, one of the texts I got, if I was an American taxpayer, I'd be furious. Previous presidents tend to travel abroad to attend international meetings on peace and the third world and so on. He's visiting Scotland and Ireland while there's a rape trial going on against him. He's also using taxpayers' dollars to visit his golf resorts in Europe. Disgusting. Well, I mean, he's paying for his own plane and all that, but still, the Secret Service has to tag along at expense to the American taxpayer to to mind him. Yeah, but I mean, look, that's a reality no matter what. I mean, every American president, so long as he, and it is all he, uh, live uh, they're entitled to Secret Service protection no matter where they are in the world. It's just part of what comes with uh, the business. So I don't think there'll be a huge amount uh, of outrage on that front. Perhaps, though, uh, closer to home, closer in, in New York, uh, some people might be wondering, look, this guy is on trial for uh, a civil trial in connection with rape charges. Uh, you know, it's extremely disrespectful to the court and to the process that he's flitting around the world at the same time. Um, I, I, do you know what happens with the Secret Service? Do they stay in the resort and... Uh it's on the taxpayer's dime, as they put it. Well, tr- Donald Trump has a tremendous amount of private security with him as well. I think there'd be a, a relatively limited amount uh, of U.S. Secret Service personnel. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, the the, the bill that comes with uh, Secret Service protection uh, that is absorbed by. Uh, the American taxpayer. Obviously, it needs to be said that once someone uh, is an ex-president, that they enjoy far less protection uh, than a sitting president. So obviously, the operation around Mm -hmm. this is far, far smaller uh, than when President Biden visited recently. Yeah. When he was in court in New York, I remember remarking that the motorcade, you know, they weren't uh, stopping the traffic. It was kind of sluggish in the traffic at uh, the motorcade compared to what might happen if it was a sitting president uh, that was passing along those roads. Um, how is Donald Trump's star in the United States? I mean, we've seen, obviously, the demise of Tucker Carlson. Um, we've 
seen all sorts of stuff emerging in the various legal actions that are happening and maybe there'll be more. Um, what, what's your thinking in terms of his likelihood to secure the nomination? Well, Pat, you have what is to me a, a relatively bizarre dynamic emerging, and it's this. It is that Donald Trump is increasingly popular within uh, the Republican Party. Uh, my assumption had been that he would be on a rather slow decline, uh, that in particular Ron DeSantis would be climbing in the polls or would be mounting uh, a very, very serious challenge, in, you know, pulling even or even pulling ahead. Uh, the converse has happened. Uh, the legal troubles that Donald Trump has faced uh, only seem to embolden his his supporters, and not just his core, which I would estimate is around a third of Republican primary voters. There's another segment of the party who, you know, mightn't be the biggest Trump people, but they do view this legal trouble as something of a vendetta against their man by the political left and the establishment of the United States. And as such, they're rallying around him. That having been said, however, Pat, uh, the reality is that the American people, the people who decide these things, uh, have moved deci decisively against Donald Trump. Trump. Indeed, a really troubling statistic for him is that 65% of the American people in a recent AP poll, 65%, nearly two-thirds, either probably or definitely would not vote for Donald Trump for president mm. again. So you have these two competing things where it looks, to be frank, where an awful lot of Republicans look like they're willing to walk off the political cliff uh, with Donald Trump as they know uh, that he has little chance of prevailing in 2024. That's an extraordinary situation. Uh, what about Fox News and, uh, you know, its unfailing support for Donald Trump prior to January the 6th? And then we know what happened uh, behind the scenes that dismayed a, a lot of uh, uh, the, the senior people there. Where do they stand? I think Fox News at present is in a moment of disarray. I don't think it knows exactly what it wants to be. I think that there are competing voices uh, within Fox. And indeed, I think some of the revelations around Tucker Carlson uh, will only add uh, to that milieu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, think I, I don't know whether you saw that text uh, from Tucker Carlson to a producer, uh, and I'll read it. A couple of weeks ago, says Tucker, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living S out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by, by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about these things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? Uh, uh, kind of a strange mixture of racism and introspection. Yeah, absolutely, Pat. And I think that in that, th there is one sentence that I think comes as close to the smoking gun we've been looking for uh, as to why uh, the Murdochs move so decisively against Tucker Carlson. And that is the old racist trope, which I suppose in some ways is unique to America and, and is something that sadly I would have grown up hearing regularly uh, in Boston. And that is the line, uh, that's not how white men fight. Uh, that is a really, really lethal 
uh, racist comment uh, that I think that the, the, the Murdochs obviously saw as something, look, we cannot be seen in any way uh, to stand over this. And indeed, this would have come out uh, at the lawsuit if they hadn't settled. So I think that more than anything else, perhaps, precipitated the quick decision to settle the lawsuit uh, and then the subsequent decision to let Tucker Carlson go. That, to me, is the nub uh, of everything that has happened, that one sentence. Larry Donnelly, law lecturer with the University of Galway, columnist with thejournal.ie. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.